You may be seated. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. It feels so good to be here. And I'm so blessed by God for all the wonderful and kind words spoken about me by Papa. I don't know if this church realizes how blessed it is. And I don't know if this church understands fully what it is that God has given to it. I find it very sad that not just the church in Ghana, but Ghanaians as a whole do not appreciate that which we are blessed with and only wait to appreciate it when they are gone. When you're sick, your family members won't help you. But when you die, you'll be surprised the kind of coffin they will buy to bury you. And then they will cry and say, Minobeko, Minobeko, till they get to the burial grounds, then they start shouting, and going nowhere with you. They wait till you die and then they paint your house. Make it so beautiful. You wait till you are dead. But I pray that we will celebrate those people that God has blessed us with and lift them above our heads. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. It means simply, number one, give them money. That's what it means. Give them money. To honor, literally in the Hebrew, is to give to cause joy or happiness. So the Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruit of your substance. Give to God to cause God joy and happiness. Number three, it means to speak highly of. Number two, to speak highly of. Number three, to lift in your heart. That is to honor. To lift up in your heart. And number four, to lift above your head. So, let us honor those that God has blessed us with. I was not born in Europe. I was born here in Ghana. When I went to Europe, I was 24 years. I turned 25 in Europe. So, 24 of my years I spent here in Ghana. And I thank God for some of the generals that blessed and impacted our lives. Some of the people that laid hands on us and some of the people that spoke into our lives. And you are blessed with one such great man. You can never outgrow your father. You may live in terms of the quantum of years longer. My father died at 63. I may die at 96. But I'll never outgrow him. Are you with me? I'll never outgrow him. So 
I can never be bigger than he is. <laughs> if I have been blessed, how about you that sit every week under his ministry? How about you? How about you? Let me tell you a secret, a little secret, and I'll go on. Don't let anybody deceive you. Listen carefully. If you don't even hear my message tonight, it's okay. But hear this. There is no great man of God anywhere. Number one. Number two. Nobody can stand here and do more than the anointing that's upon the man of God. I have proof in the word of God. The greatest man of God is the one you accept the greatest. Jesus, God incarnate, God made flesh, went to Galilee where he was born and could not perform one miracle. Because they didn't accept him. He went to Judea where he was not known. And performed great miracles. Because they accepted him there. Number two. Whoever will give a glass of water to the prophet. In the name of his office. This is what it simply means. Understanding the position and the authority. The callings, graces and anointings. So it means if you just give me a glass of water and you don't understand what you have done, you have just wasted your glass of water. But if you understand you are giving it to a prophet and you give it, you have laid a demand on the grace of the man of God and you have directed it to work in your favor, irrespective of where you work. Are you hearing me? Irrespective of where you work. It doesn't matter. If you connect like that. Simon the sorcerer went to the apostles and said, Take money that I may have the gift also. That indicates to me that he had seen other people give money and they started operating in the gift. Otherwise, why would he say also? He had seen others come lay money at the feet of the apostles and suddenly they started walking in the grace of the apostle. The only person that will be blessed by my message tonight is the one that connects with me. If you don't, you will listen to me but you will not hear me. There's a difference. You listen with your ear but you hear with your mind or spirit. It's as simple as that. Who had it met Yuli? I hope that it so good had. I been here common on Yuli to say hello. You are listening to me, but you are not hearing me because I'm speaking in a language that you don't understand. Connect. That has been one of the things that has helped me. I was at the airport 
and I met a man of God from Ghana. I knelt down at the airport and greeted him. And those that were with me wondered because I am the only bishop in Holland. Everybody knows me. So they wondered, how can Bishop O.A. Bernard kneel? I said, you don't know what I know. Let me end with this. Let me end with this. The only part of the book that will work for you is the part you know. In 10 years, you will understand what I mean. The Bible, wherever the sole of your feet will touch, the parts that you make contact with, this is the soles of your shoes, your feet. Wherever the sole of your feet will touch, you will possess. You don't live by just what you have listened to. You live by revelation. Somebody has a revelation of the blood of Jesus, so it works for them. Somebody has revelation about obedience, so it works for them. The revelation you have will work for you. I want to bless God for prophet who is a brother, a great and a wonderful man of God. Love him and bless him. I want to thank God for all those that came with me. And I want to thank God for every one of you that's here. Every head is back. I salute you, you great and wonderful people. Thank you for the corporate anointing and backing. Something wonderful will happen tonight. Thank you for the prayer warriors, the, the lights, the fan, the carpet, everyone. So you can't say I didn't mention you. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed, the church is in prayer. Father, bless your word, cause your word to bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to preach on a very simple message, very, very simple one. And I've titled it, Dealing. I'll, I'll come back and we'll have a longer time. But tonight I want to just deal with something, run away. And then we'll see what the Lord will do. I want to talk about dealing with my family history. Say after me, dealing with my family history. One more time, dealing with my family history. Last time, dealing with my family history. That is one thing that we always ignore. See, the way I'm going to preach might cause certain people to think I don't believe in curses. So let me begin by saying that I am a strong believer in curses. I believe that there is something called curses. And I believe that there is something called generational curses. I believe that you can do things that will cause a curse to come upon you. There are times that you as a person through disobedience can come under a curse. I know about that, but that is not what I'm talking about tonight. And I'm also not talking about generational curses because I don't think it's a subject we must preach in church. Because generational curses, according to the Bible, do not operate among believers, according to the Bible. 
There is not one single scripture in the Bible that supports the fact that believers can be under a generational curse. Not one single scripture. And if anybody can give me a scripture, not only will I stop preaching, I'll stop being a bishop. One scripture. I don't want two. And I know exactly what you have started thinking. Because I'm a good mind reader. I noticed that the moment I said that you asked, what about Exodus, the 20th chapter? And reading from the fourth verse, which says, You shall not make unto thee any graven image, or anything that has the likeness of anything in the heavens above, or the sea beneath, or on the earth. You shall not bow down to them, neither shalt thou serve them. For I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers unto the children, unto the third and fourth generation. So bishop, you can stop being a bishop now. No, I'm not going to be a bishop because you didn't finish reading that scripture. So let us read and see what is there. Exodus chapter 4, chapter 20. And let's start reading. I want to be sure we got it. And can I have those of you here, this line and that, that line, please come. Because I want to have a good demonstration. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not there, say God help me. He will help you. I want you to form one logo logo line. Uh-huh. Shortest in front, tallest. Just kidding, just kidding. Just form one line. Who will read for me? Okay. Exodus chapter 20. Okay, let's start reading. Let's start reading from verse 5. You shall not bow down. Uh huh. To them, uh-huh. nor serve them, nor serve them. For I, for I, the Lord your God, the Lord your God, Yahweh, am a jealous God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. I bring the iniquity of the father upon the children, upon the children, to the third, all the way to the third and fourth generation. And fourth generation. Hold on. I am a jealous God and I bring the iniquities of the Father. So, your sins, I will bring the punishment of your sin upon your children and your children's children and their children and their children to the third and fourth generation. But continue. Of those who hate me. Hold on. That is the part we always leave out. Of those who hate me. In other words, the unbelievers. So, I am a jealous God and I visit the iniquities of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation of the unbelieving members of that family. What happens to the believers? But showing mercy. But I show mercy to thousands. To one thousand to those who love of me. Of them that love me. And so my commandment. Hold on. Hold on. So this is what Jehovah is saying. When I come to the family to visit the iniquities of the fathers, what I do is 
shake the family and I look out for the unbelievers. You are an unbeliever. Come here. You are an unbeliever. Over there. You are a believer. You are a believer. You are a believer. Unbeliever. Believer. And then I show mercy to a thousand generation of them that love me and I visit the iniquities of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. That is what I do. The Bible says, and we always forget that scripture, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the ch- then he goes on to say, from this day, no longer will I visit the iniquities of the fathers on the children, but the soul that sinneth, the same shall die. So generational curses does not run in the line of the believers. Listen. Grace and mercy are different. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. And mercy is not getting what you deserve. That's the difference. You should not have been rich. But because of the grace of God... You have gotten something you did not deserve. But when you commit a sin and you should be punished, mercy will not allow you to get what you deserve. So even though I should have visited the iniquities of the fathers on the children, I will show mercy and they will not get what they deserve. Is somebody hearing me at all? So that is not what we are. We are not talking about generational curses. But we are talking about something that we always forget. The apostle Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities or princes of polities or princes of places who are satanic governors assigned unto places and unto families. Satan has a governor in every family and their duty is two. Duty number one. They manifest their character through the members of the family or in that area. Duty number two, they determine the history of those families. That is the work of the principality. He is sometimes referred to as the strong man or the principality of the family. Before anything goes on in the family, there is a meeting between the keeper of the records, normally referred to as the familiar spirit, and the governor, the principality. The principality will notice that Nana is not following the pattern of the family history as has been set by him. 
He has determined educational barriers, determined health barriers, determined life expectancy barriers. But somebody is breaking those barriers. So he will call a meeting and ask the familiar spirit, what do you know about this family that this man comes from? Why? Because every human being is designed to inherit their family. You don't only inherit the physical things. You don't only inherit the material things. But you also inherit the medical history of your family. Whether you like it or not. It is part of your DNA. When you are born, it is inside of you. Everybody in the family. And you have to contend with it. There is nothing you can do. I have the DNA that I inherited from my family. It is not everybody that is at high risk of diabetes. Yet, if you come from a family that diabetes run in, especially if it is on your mother's side, you are at a risk whether you pray or you don't pray. You are at a risk. Why? Because it is one of the things you inherit from your family. You inherit it. It is one of the things you have to fight in order to break the family history and start your own history. I am black. I am short. Guess what? My father is black. He is short. Guess what? His father is black and is short. Why? Some shall DNA. The color of my hair was determined before I was born. The color of my eyes determined before I was born. The color of my skin determined before I was born. You have some similarities. Something you inherited. It's not everyone that has fatness in their family. Because of that no matter how they eat you inherited it are are you following me it is not a curse because if it is a curse you must be able to tell me who cursed you because curses must be pronounced if it is not pronounced it can never work It must be pronounced. You don't come under a curse just for the sake of coming under a curse. It does not happen that way. Curses must be pronounced and they can only be pronounced by either God or somebody who has authority over you. Otherwise, nobody can curse you. My wife cannot curse me because I am the head of the house. I am of a higher ranking so she cannot curse me. I cannot curse my father. He is of a higher ranking. The lower will honor the higher and the higher will bless the lower. Nobody in Praise Valley Temple and Associate Churches can bless me. No, they can only honor me. 
but they cannot bless me because I'm of, I'm of a higher ranking than they are. The Bible says the higher will bless the lower. There was a case where a member of the church walked up to me with 5,000 euros and said, Papa, I've come to bless you. Then I asked, how is that possible? You cannot bless me. I'm higher than you are. So you can only honor me. And after you have honored me, I will bless you. I'm of a higher ranking. Are you with me? I mean, the second born cannot curse the first born. It's not possible. Because the first born is of a higher ranking than the second born. And it goes like that. So if you think you are cursed, ask yourself, who cursed me? Was it God? There are certain people God has cursed. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 27 and chapter 28, you will see the people God has cursed. He has pronounced those curses. So whoever will break the laws he speaks about automatically will come under a curse. But certain people are going through things and they just don't understand. And I'm here to tell you, it's not a curse. You need to check your family history. You cannot be successful. Listen to me. You cannot be successful until and unless you check your family history well and deal with the things you have to deal with. Otherwise, what killed your father is coming to kill you. You will have to check it and deal with it. Because if you don't, guess what? It is coming. Some of the things are even social things, sociological things that we inherit. Some of them. For instance, if you come from a family that both parents have been to the university, you are more likely to go through university yourself than if you come from a family where none of the parents are schooled. It is a, you inherit those things. You inherit them. If you were into a certain family, you are more likely to end up being the garment than if you were to another family. Is that not inheritance? In the same way, there are certain spiritual things you inherit. You inherit the same forces that keep fighting every member of the family. Why? Because the principality has determined it is not a curse. Let's take a good look at the family of Abraham. God himself called Abraham and blessed the man. The man was not cursed. But there were certain things in his family which was just the result of the principality in the family who kept fighting everyone in the family. Abraham married a beautiful woman called Sarah. Gave birth to Isaac. Isaac married a beautiful woman called Rebecca. Gave birth to Jacob. Jacob married a beautiful woman called Rachel. Gave birth to Joseph. Joseph married a beautiful woman. The daughter of Potiphera, the priest 
of Egypt. Abraham's wife was barren. Gave birth to the promised child. Isaac's wife was barren. Gave birth to the promised child. Jacob's wife was barren. Gave birth to the promised child. Abraham liked trickery and lying. Gave birth to a son who lied in the same city he lied. Gave birth to a son who was a liar from the womb. In that family, the principality always went for the firstborn and made sure that the firstborns never inherited. So Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael, but Ishmael did not inherit his father. Isaac did. Isaac's firstborn was Esau, but Esau did not inherit his father. Jacob did. Jacob's firstborn was Reuben, but Reuben did not inherit his father. The firstborns could not inherit. So if you are in this kind of family, then you need to, and you are the firstborn, you need to understand your family history and know that this is not a generational curse. This is a principality in the family determining the history of that family and if you don't do anything about it you are going to be in trouble the impact of this determination caused a high priest to speak words when an angel had appeared to him and has spoken to him and said you will call this John because of his purpose Zacharias the high priest said I cannot call him John because there is nobody in my family called John when the angel was saying you will call this child blessing you will call this child breakthrough you will call this child abundance you will call this child rich man you will call this child the head not the tail you will call this child above not beneath Zechariah said I cannot call him by that name because in our family history nobody is blessed nobody is above nobody is making it nobody is doing anything nobody has achieved anything and because of that this child that is about to be born must inherit the same thing because everybody in this family is a struggler everybody in this family is a crier everybody in this family dies a sudden death is the history of my family but the angel said i am about to change the history of your family ah the first time you will have somebody in the family called blessed for the first time you will have somebody in the family called above for the first time somebody that is sitting here tonight is going to change the history of the come on come on come on come on come on come on Jesus went to Galilee and when Jesus started operating 
the Bible says the principality spoke. And the people began to repeat the words of the principality. These were the words. Is this not the son of the carpenter? How come he is working miracles? The principality called the meeting and said, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. Who is this boy? Said, it's Jesus. Where is he from? He's from the carpenter's line. How come he is not a carpenter? But is working miracles. Because he is supposed to repeat the history of his family. He is not supposed to be different. How come a carpenter is working miracles? How come a carpenter is walking on the sea? How come a carpenter is raising the dead? And the principality asked the question. But the familiar spirit did not have an answer. He said, I don't understand what is happening. But this man is refusing to toe the line of his family. He is refusing to do what his family is doing. He is doing something different. So the disciples ask, what manner of man is this? Because if he is a man, he is supposed to sing when he walks on water. If he is a man, cripples don't have to walk when he speaks to them. If he is a man, he's not supposed to have the breakthroughs he is having. What kind of a man is this that is not following the course of all men? That is not following the course of his family. That is not following what every person is going through. What kind of a man? is this and the disciples wanted an answer and this is what Jesus said he said this is the kind of man just like Asa who is prospering just like his days whose strength is just like his days whose feet are bathed in oil this is a different kind of a man who does not obey the law of his family See, you are blessed. You are not cursed. So what are you going through? How come nobody in the family is able to get married? Honey, that's the family history. How come nobody in the family is able to grow beyond a certain point? That's the family history. There is a principality in the family and that is what he wants. And all he is using against you is your family history. Because by law, you are supposed to be just like your family. The law of the third day says let everything bring forth after its kind. Not just medically. But spiritually, socially, let them bring forth after their kind. I was in London and I met this young man. As I began to minister to him, the Lord said to me, he needs to pray more because he is dealing with the strong men of his family. I asked him, where is your father? He said to me, I don't where my father is. I have never met my father. I spoke to the mother some 
time later, listen to what the mother told me. This boy, at the age of 33, has suddenly become a humanizer, has suddenly do, started doing some funny things. I asked the mother. The mother said to me, I am very surprised because this boy does not even know the father, has not even seen the father before, has not seen the picture of his father before. So I don't understand. When the father was 33, the father started cheating on me. When the father was 33, the father started behaving the same way this boy is behaving. I said to her, woman, it's not a curse. It's the same spirit that attacked his father that has come to attack him. It's the same spirit that destroyed his father that has come attempting to destroy. Is somebody listening to me? My father has passed on. He came to Ghana in 1973 with loads of money. He started a party called the Popular Front Party, PFP. Brought in Victor Osu and the others. He bought thousands of acres of land. My father owned half of Lashibi. All those lands belonged to my father. Had loads of money. By 1983, my father was begging for money so I said to myself I better do something I started saving I'll tell you I didn't want to say this but I'm going to tell you in the United States and I gave the money to a pastor a pastor a a TBN preacher who invested for me last year two two years ago 2005 he sent me a record of how much I had I had one million fifty seven thousand dollars listen don't clap last year I needed part of that money for some investments in Ghana he told me I had lost all that money then I said I know what this is. This is the same spirit that attacked my father and stole all his millions. Now this spirit has come and it is fighting me. And if I don't do something my father did not do, then the same thing that destroyed my father is going to destroy me because it is a spirit that is determining the history of my family it's a spirit it's not a curse i am not cursed i am blessed but there is a spirit in my family that i have to contend with that i have to fight with that i have to break there is a spirit in my family my father's family is not cursed but let me tell you something nobody in my father's line grows beyond the age of 60 years and anybody that starts to make it dies suddenly in january 8th of january what was it 11th or 8th the accident 14th of january i was on my way to church driving my car 
I was the BMW. I was driving very fast, 260 kilometers per hour on the motorway. Suddenly, a car came in front of me. When I tried to stop, the car went into a spin and I spun around three electric poles. But the angel of the Lord. Listen, what you will go through will not be different from what any member of your family has been through. You better check your family history and become careful because what attacks your sister will attack you. What attacks your brother will attack you. What attacks your mother will attack you. What attacks your father will attack you. What is fighting your family will fight you because you belong to that family. Are you hearing me? What saved me? was not my long prayers it's a habit that i have developed for some time i understood the secret of the altar <laughs> david said when my soul is overwhelmed he said i will run to the rock that is higher that rock is the altar because at the altar every matter of family situations every matter of trouble every matter of redemption every matter of blood is settled only at the altar When God needed to settle the issue of mankind once and for all, he went to the altar at Golgotha and he settled the matter there. He said, I am bringing blood on the altar. Why? Because altars themselves don't have voices, but there is a voice that speaks on behalf of the altar and that is the voice of the blood. The altar. At the beginning of every year, I take huge offerings and I lay them on the altar and then I talk to God. Whenever I have serious matters that I cannot deal with, I run to the altar. I was in Kenya and there is a committee that that come together anytime I'm traveling they put money together to buy my tickets, pay my hotels and those things I received a phone call that one of them had lost the daughter I said you know what I'm not going to pray I asked the woman how much money do you have at home she said about 7,000 euros I asked where no that was the man then I asked where is your wife she said at home I said one of you should go to the altar lay the money on the altar and seek the voice of the blood 
and ask the blood to speak. Because the altars that speak against you, the altars that fight against you, are altars that have the blood of goats and rams and lambs and, and chicken. And the blood speaks. So go put money on the altar because that is your blood. You exchange your blood for money. So put the money there. Pray for 30 minutes and call me for further instructions. After 30 minutes, they called us. Go put the child on the altar. Stop praying and let the altar start speaking. So they did. After five minutes, they called. Said, Papa. I said, what is it? Said, our daughter has jumped the altar and is walking. I said, yes, 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 yes. That is how you fight the history of your family. You need to go to the altar with a sacrifice. You need to go to the altar with a lamb. You need to go to the altar with some blood and cause the blood to start speaking for you. To start speaking on your behalf. And when you go there, say to God, Lord, I invoke the blood that was shed and I pray in the name of Jesus that the blood will begin to speak this and this and that and that the things that's going on in my family and they've got to stop I cancel every influence and every power of the spirit that operates against my family I cancel this power from off of my life and I sacrifice this blood and I break the bloodline influence right now in the name of is somebody hearing me you need to break it you need to break it you need to break it there is something that's speaking against you. There is something that is fighting you. And it is something that is determining the history of your family. It does not care whether you are born again or not born again. When that thing went against David, it did not care about David's kinship. It did not care about David's blessing. It was a spirit in the family that wanted to manifest itself. Jesse had a wife with whom he had his children. Six of them. When Jesse saw David's mother, that spirit came up against Jesse. Jesse impregnated David's mother without marrying her and gave birth to David. The spirit followed David everywhere he went. David had a serious sexual problem that was not the result of a curse but that was the result of something in the family that he was fighting that curse caused david when he was sick to gain the disbelief of the elders of israel they looked at david david what is was in the bed they said 
are you sure the king is sick they said there is only one way to find out get a young beautiful girl let's put that girl naked next to the king if the king does nothing then we know he is sick when david did not move they said "Mm, the king is sick so i am not surprised when the spirit attacked absalom and absalom slept with the wives of david his father i'm not surprised that spirit attacked amnon to attack tamar i'm not surprised that spirit attacked solomon after he had 299 wives he still had to marry one more to make it 300 after 699 concubines he needed one more to make it a thousand to make it 700 700 concubines 300 wives one man what are you doing but something in the family was pushing him into that character that was not the way he was something in the family something was fighting them trying to destroy them there is a spirit in your family that is determining the history of your family and if you leave that spirit you will manifest your family history in spite of your strong prayers in spite of everything because you are part of that family you will manifest the history if you don't deal with it if you're just going to sit down and watch things happen then what is destroying the rest of your family in spite of you being born again will come and destroy you because it's a principality it's a principality it's a principality I hear and I heard this today that there is a building somewhere in the United States where the popular man of God was holding his services but the principality there pushed the man of God into sexual sin he lost the church and another man of God bought it that man of God went into sexual sin lost the church and another man of God bought it that new man of God has gone into sexual sin impregnated another woman very powerful TBN preacher and he's losing his church he refused to deal with the principality that determined the history of that place when I went to Holland I was told no Ghanaian minister has ever had a church that has attracted white people that has attracted men, uh, foreigners and that has grown beyond 100 I said that's all I needed to know I began to deal with the principality number one through my sacrifices through my giving I dealt with it number through through certain kinds of prayers 
Number three, through validations and words spoken by certain men of God. Number four, by daring to dream. I'll take my time and spend just five minutes to talk about all these things. And things began to change for me. I am not repeating the history of my family. I am making history. Because I realized that if I just stood there, what destroyed my predecessors was coming to destroy me. Coming to destroy me. When you go to your workplace, before you occupy that seat, ask about the history. And you will know what you fight against. Before you marry, ask about the history. Then you will know what you would be up against. It's not a curse. It's just something in the family. What do I have to do? I told you the first one. Through sacrificial offerings on the altar. Secondly, through prayer. Confronting the principality and dealing with its effect and impact. Not just prayer, but fasting and prayer. Remember the boy who had that, the epileptic boy. Jesus said, tell me the history. How long has he had this? said a very long time then jesus said this kind what kind the kind of devil that stays for a very long time will only go by fasting and prayer that kind that kind of devil principality will go by fasting and prayer you will have to set some time aside and pray and break yourself free. Take your name from family registry. Plead the blood. Set yourself free. You have to do that. Number three, you have to dare to dream. You have to do what? You have to do what? Because all the principality wants you to do is to be contented with where you find yourself. As for me, my mother was a kinky seller. My grandmother, kinky seller. Great-grandmother, kinky seller. So I will be a kinky seller. No problem, nothing wrong with selling kinky. I just want to provoke you to dream nobody in my family has built a house so there is nothing wrong if I also don't build a house honey dream 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 dream, dream.
dream see I always say to myself and to the devil and I also say to people that come with the voice of the devil when they tell me you like to do this you are too known you are too much I say to them I don't have anything against where you want to eat or what you want to eat what you want to wear what you want to drive I don't have anything against that but guess what I want to have 10 cars I want to have 50 houses I want to have an airplane i dare dream and i'm not doing that because of you i want to be a history maker i want to be different i dare dream i dare dream i dare dream i dare be different i dare stand out i'm not trying to fit in i'm daring to stand out i'm not trying to be like everybody else i'm daring to stand out i'm happy you like your toyota but i like a mercedes i'm happy you like your bmw but i like a mercedes i don't have a problem with what you like but i like a mercedes i dare dream i'm happy you like your thousands but i want my millions in the name of jesus i overcome i overcome the spirit the spirit that overcame my sisters in the name of jesus i overcome i overcome i overcome I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. The spirit that overcame my mother in the name of Jesus. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. The spirit that overcame my father in the name of Jesus. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I overcome. I am a history maker. I am a history maker. I break the trend, the evil trend in my family. Break, 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 Tonight, in the name of Jesus, I take my name from the family registry. In the name of Jesus, and a trace by blood that leads to me. I plead the superior blood, the superior blood of Jesus to be superimposed over the blood of my family line tonight in the name of Jesus I take steps forward I take steps forward principality in my family in the name of Jesus I stand in this holy place I address you to have caused harm to have brought trouble to have brought pain to have brought shame to have brought sorrow to have brought disgrace to my family but I know and by revelation I overcome I overcome I overcome I overcome pray 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 pray